Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Emily Kennard, and I'm really excited for you to be joining me in my new podcast venture, Ramble Scramble. This is a podcast that I have decided to start recording because I like to talk a lot, and sometimes I just talk too much to other people, and I think they get annoyed with me. So now I'm going to talk into a microphone and hope that somebody somewhere listens to it and maybe find some humor in it or just um, relates to it a little bit or or just laughs and then whatever, has a great day. That's, that's my goal here at Ramble Scramble. All right, so I think there's nothing left to do but get started on this podcast, Ramble Scramble with Emily Gennard. That's me. Um, so to give you a little background about myself, my name is Emily. Once again, that's the third time I've told you. I hope you don't forget. It's a very unique girl's name. I know. I am currently residing in Warwick, Rhode Island. I am a 27-year-old woman who lives with my boyfriend, Andrew, and my cats, Honey and Champ. They're my best friends, all three of them. Love them all to death. It's great. I, I really love my life currently. Um, before Rhode Island, I was living in New York City. I had moved there right out of college, trying to make it in the dance world. Um, or have some sort of dance career in New York City, which proved to be very challenging. Um, I really didn't like the city life, so it just, you know, it was not for me because it's the biggest city. Um, before New York City, I went to school at Slippery Rock University in Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. I got a degree in dance with a minor in film and media studies. And I absolutely loved it at Slippery Rock. It was the best time of my life. Love my friends. Shout out uh, to the dance department at Slippery Rock. You guys are all the best. Um, before Slippery Rock, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. That's in Southwest Ohio. If any of you uh, are familiar with Ohio, or if any of you are not familiar with Ohio, I should say, it's a state in the United States, and it's it's in the Midwest. Some people like to say it's not in the Midwest, but those people are wrong. It's it's a Midwest state, so deal with it. Yeah, I feel like I'm already boring people, so I'm sorry. I wanted to give you a little background before I like dove into a topic. Um, I'm planning to talk about a different thing each podcast. This first one, I really don't have a specific goal. I just want to get my voice on the air. I have to say so far, it's fun. I feel like I'm going to have to like develop habits on how to talk into a microphone because right now I feel like I just, I can't breathe. I feel like I'm breathing very heavily. Uh, this is, I, I don't know. I've never had to use a microphone in my life because, um, you know, I'm a dancer. And so my talent comes from performing in, with my body, not my mouth. Uh, that sounds great, I know. Um, but yeah. So so this whole microphone thing is it's going to take some getting used to, but I really feel like, you know, the amount of words that flow out of my mouth just need to be channeled somewhere, and this is totally it. This is it. You can stick with me. You can leave. 
just kidding. Don't leave. Don't leave yet. Um, stick with me for a little bit. Um, yeah. So since this is called Ramble Scramble, I, I will try and talk about one topic each episode. However, just know that I'm a millennial. I have the attention span one second shorter than a goldfish. So I, I oftentimes, you know, will, will have to shoot to other points just very dramatically. So I'm, I'm about to be experiencing some changes in my life. Um, I, I told you I live in Rhode Island, but we're planning to move to Pittsburgh in the fall. Uh, so, you know, just as somebody who's, who's lived in a few different places and is moving around and, you know, that means changing my group of friends, not changing my group of friends, but just getting reacclimated to a new group of friends and getting a new job and trying to, um, you know, just make it and pay back my student loans. Uh, yeah, I thought that maybe me talking about some of these things might be able to, to help some people or, you know, let them know that they're not alone in some of the things they're feeling. Not trying to get sappy on anybody because I don't know. I I haven't, I haven't had too much wine yet, so it's not sap time. So yeah. So, so where do I take this from here? I think I'm going to tell you a little bit about, um, just my dance career. So, dancing has always been a part of my life. I started when I was three. I grew up dancing at Joyce Dalton Baton and Dance Studio in Centerville, Ohio. And I I just loved it, like, immediately. I don't ever remember not going to dance class. My teacher, Joyce, was, like, a second mother to me. She was so amazingly gentle and compassionate and... Um, like just such a good teacher before I even knew what a good teacher was. I mean, she, she was always there. She would push you to really be your best. And I felt like I never wanted to let her down. So I just, I tried my hardest to always, to always be such a a good student for her, which I think is great. Like, I, I think we had that relationship, um, to each other. It was like, she wanted me to succeed, but I also just wanted to please her. So, um, so yeah, so, so I, I, I danced with her until I was 18, you know, when I graduated high school, I, I did the competition dance thing. I competed in jazz tap, um, and just like never really, I, we were never like the winning studio which I think started me out at an early age knowing that, like, failure is okay. And not that we were failing, but, like, we weren't getting, we weren't getting first places. And um, I think a lot of kids these days, the way I'm saying that, oh, my God, come on, like, kids these days. I'm 27, okay? I'm old. I've been around the block. But I feel like what I'm trying to say is, you know, everybody gets trophies for everything these days. And growing up in a competition dance environment, you didn't, you literally did not 
always win. And I think that taught me very early on, like, it's okay to not be number one, um, which, which is something you must have in the dance world because there's so many other people trying to do what you're doing. And, uh, if you grow up thinking you're, they're the best and that's all you can be, then you're going to be upset quite a lot when you get into the professional world. Uh, yeah. So then I went to Slippery Rock, um, where I just really like flourished in my dance career. Or I guess, I guess my dance career just really began at Slippery Rock because I had so many experiences. We had a dance company you could be a part of that you would audition for fellow students choreography and you would be in those pieces and, and have rehearsals every night of the week. Um, I was a part of the dance, uh, honorary Sigma Rho Delta, where we would do different fundraisers and stuff to raise money. I was a part of Dance Express, which was a dance team that performed at the, um, halftimes of the basketball games, which was like a little bit more, more like the competition dance, like really showy, just trying to get the crowd to have fun. So I got to do that in my junior and senior year. I was a co-captain or like an assistant captain, I guess. So I would help the captain choreograph dances. Um, And then I had the chance to choreograph my own dances for the dance company, for the dance theater. And I was also a part of uh, the rock dance company, which was like this touring company where we would go to elementary schools and do these lecture demonstrations to teach kids about the importance of the arts and then we would show them dances and we would get them dancing and it was amazing I I was I was honestly dancing like I want to say like 12 hours a day because you would get up go to your dance classes all day long and then you would go straight to rehearsal and rehearse all night long and then you would do it on the weekends like Saturday and Sunday I know people are busy in college, but I swear to you, like, there was nobody at Slippery Rock who was busier than the dance majors. We worked our asses off. We worked so hard. And it really set me up to to just, like, be hungry for a career in dance because I was like, okay, I get to do this all the time. Then, hell yeah, I'm going to do this all the time. Um, So then I moved to New York where I lived with four other girls. There were three in my bedroom alone, uh, including me. Luckily, they're like my two greatest friends in life, so it was totally fine. But I mean, it was tight and it was expensive. And um, I started racking up credit card bills like nobody's business because I didn't want to ask for money uh, from anybody. So yeah, um, I started dancing for a company through somebody that else that I knew that was dancing in New York, another Slippery Rock grad. Um, and this first company I worked for, it was not good. <laughs> it was, it was horrible. In fact, the, uh, the director had no idea how to treat dancers. And I know this was like my first experience post-college where I was, you know, in a bubble to, somewhat at Slippery Rock, but this first company, 
I am not even kidding. It was horrible. Like she, she would have us rehearse for like six hours at a time, which I mean, that's not crazy. That's not unheard of, but she would, she would work us to the bone for those six hours. And it was like, she wouldn't give us a proper warm up. We would have no time to warm up before we'd go right into rehearsing. She would want us to try these crazy lifts without like any sort of workshopping first. She would just want us to like, go throw this person up on your shoulders. Oh, it's a, it's a man who's twice your size. Don't care. Put him up on your shoulders. And I hated it. I was like, feeling injured all the time and I was working in a, a yoga cycling and yoga studio and taking classes there so I was taking care of myself but just this 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 rehearsal process was horrible with this company um I did one performance with them and then I was like do I stay with them because this is my first dance job uh and then eventually not even eventually just like right away I was like no I'm not putting my body through this this isn't fun I'm not getting anything out of this and I honestly I just I don't want to work for somebody who doesn't appreciate me I don't care who you are I don't care what your name is I don't care how famous you are which by the way this person was not famous um but like I don't care I don't care you have to take care of your body um so I quit after the first show, I wasn't under contract or anything, so it's not like it, it wasn't crazy. I just, I said, that's it. I'm, I have no more shows. No, I have no more stamina to do any more shows with you. Um, and then shortly after that, I started teaching Zumba throughout the city, which was nice. I, I worked for a really awesome gym called Bella Vida. Um, and that was I mean, I was definitely dancing, but that's not fulfilling in any sort of, like, modern dance sense. Um, oh, yeah, my focus is in modern dance. I totally forgot to mention that. I'm a modern dancer. Hello, my name is Emily. I'm a modern dancer. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I did the Zumba thing for a while, and then I found another dance company um, called Forza Malizia, and I started dancing with them. Uh, and it was, it was awesome because I worked with three different choreographers. One, we did like a West African style dance. One was a tap dance and one was a contemporary dance. So it was, it was a great mixture. I was definitely working out hard in those rehearsals, especially the West African. I remember this one section I had to do where it was just jumps for like a minute straight and I've never sweat so hard as I did when I was in that dance. Um, and this experience was the complete opposite of the first company. The director of this company was amazing. She was like really supportive. She would talk to us off hours and, um, just, she was like always making sure we were okay. And I got to do some photo shoots with them and then perform in a few different shows as well as we did some shows at a, uh, at the um, retirement community that she worked for, and those are, those are just amazing because they're just so happy to have people there with them performing and sharing their art. And I had a great time with Forza Malizia. So yeah, so that was my that was the length of my career in New York City. I know it sounds very short. I was there for uh, 
it was like two and a half years, I guess. Um, yeah, after, after a year, my, my dear friend Mary got married and moved to Chicago and it broke my heart. (laughs) Um, and, and then, uh, like a year later, I met my boyfriend, Andrew. Um, we met at our best friend's wedding who, their names are also Emily and Andrew, which is awesome. Um, so once I met him, uh, we, you know, started dating and then eventually he got a job here in Rhode Island and I said, yeah, I'm going to join you there. You know, he wanted me to join him. I hope he would say the same. Uh, no, he did. He, he literally asked me to come live here. So I was like, yeah, I hate New York City so much. Um, so I left New York. I left my other roommate, Claire, who's my other dear friend. I love her so much. I miss her so much. She lives in Texas now. Do you see how I ramble? Like, I swear I haven't taken a breath in 10 minutes. It's kind of nice, though. Like, nobody's stopping me. Nobody's saying, hold on, what did you say? Or, like, nobody's nobody's being, like, interjecting with their own point. Like, oh, I'm just talking. And it's great. Uh, yeah. Back to my dance career. So, I moved to Rhode Island, and right when I moved here, I found this dance company here called Fusion Works Dance Company. I auditioned for them in April, I believe, of 2015, and then I got hired as a a dancer in their um, professional company, so I began dancing with them in that summer the summer of 2015 I got to work with um an outside choreographer named William Evans and he set a work on us called Colony which was honestly one of the best dances I've ever been a part of um it was so challenging and just so different from anything I had ever done uh I loved it so much and yeah and then Things just like went up from there. I, I was cast in that piece and then I was cast in another guest choreographer piece for that season. And um, I've been dancing with them for three years now. And I, I am so, so lucky to be dancing with them. They're a modern dance repertory company. They're in their 30th season. The director, Deb, is the greatest woman on earth. She's, she's so incredible. She's quirky, she's weird, she cares deeply about teaching and sharing dance with others, and it's just been, like, the best, the absolute best person to find here in Rhode Island. Uh, like, I dog sit for her now, I'm, I'm really close with her, I really love her so much, um, and the company is amazing. It, right now we're a company, all of female dancers who are all generally in their, like, 20s, 30s. Um, we all have degrees in dance from college, and we all work really hard. We put on a fall concert, a spring concert, um, and we do, you know, other little gigs here and there. In the spring, we get to work in elementary schools, and we'll go in and set choreography on 
an elementary class that um, is based off of like something in their curriculum. For instance, right now I'm doing the Underground Railroad, which is really fun. Uh, it's super rewarding to be working in an elementary school because I feel like the kids are just so happy to not have to sit in a chair. So they just, they just like behave, which is crazy. It's nuts. Do you remember being in elementary school? I never got to do any sort of dancing. We had to do square dancing where we had to just touch a sweaty boy's hand and do si do with them, which was so like, think of how, how old fashioned that is. Could you have taught us anything other than square dancing? Did other people do this? I need comments. Like, I need you guys to tell me, like, did you square dance in elementary school? Because, you know, I, I'd like to say it was, it was like something I benefited from, but I, I don't know if it was. The thing I took away from it was like, I had to dance with this one boy who generally smelled bad. Like one time I witnessed him chewing on a, like eating eraser shavings, eating them, not just chewing on an eraser, eating eraser shavings. I also one time saw him cut something out of the middle of his pants, like fabric and then chew on that and I thought please don't let me be paired with this person and then I was and then I just wanted to vomit and I immediately went to the bathroom and washed my hands after and you know as as a as a grown-up I'm wondering how did how did I benefit from that experience I guess I I guess I survived (laughs) this is These are such minor troubles, I know. Yeah, so ramble, scramble, rewind right on back to the topic at hand, which is my dance career. Yes, so along with doing Fusion Works dancing and teaching, I also work as their social media manager as well as their booking manager. So I really hit the jackpot with Fusion Works. You know, it's like an all-around... It's an all-around job that I get to do with them. get to be on, like, all fronts there, which is is awesome. It's a modern dance job in 2018 that I am doing for my career. So if anybody is wondering if it's possible, it's possible. It's not my only job, though. I also teach dance at the Talent Factory in North Kingstown, Rhode Island. Uh, it's, It's a competition pre-professional dance school um they have classes for kids of all types all talents um you know you can do just recreational classes you can do if you want to be more serious you can join their company classes um and compete at competition like I did growing up right now I'm only teaching the recreational classes and I do like one or two technique classes for the elite kids. Um, But I'm also super lucky to be working there. I get to teach four days out of the week there. And I love my kids so much. I'm getting really sad to know that I'm going to be leaving them this fall. Uh, Yeah, there's, they, they like, the kids are so fun. They crack me up. Sometimes they drive me absolutely insane. And sometimes I'm just like, how will I live without you? Like, 
tonight my class was not focused at all my little uh four-year-old ballet tap combo class listen to me i'm saying four-year-olds aren't focused and i'm doing a, co- a podcast i almost said cod past i am doing a cod past called ramble scramble yeah they were not focused I had to tell them that they couldn't do a magical fairy dance at the end because because they weren't focused. And at one point, some girl just started crying and pouting her lips. And I said, girl, <laughs> I didn't call her that. I called her by her name, but like, I can't give out names here. Who do you think I am? I said, girl, why are you crying? What's wrong? She goes, I don't want to be practicing this recital dance. I want to be doing something that's fun. And then, like, proceeded to pout and sit. And I was just like, uh, hi, you're at dance class. This is what we do here. You practice your recital dance. You have to be on stage in front of people. I, of course, delivered it to her exactly like this. And then she was like, oh, okay, great. And then she stood up and continued. Um, (laughs) just kidding. So, yeah, so this is where my dance career is at. I'm, as I move... To Pittsburgh, I'm hoping to continue teaching as well as performing. What's the end goal? That's that's what your next question was. You want to know my end goal. Here it is, everybody. Emily Kennard's end goal. I would really like to run a dance company. But along with that, I would like it like like to house it in a space that's really all-encompassing to artists. And what I mean by that is... I would love to have rehearsal space for dancers, rehearsal space for like a theater company if they needed to use it, um, a stage for performance that includes projection, um, uh, but is like, you know, not not crazy, just like a, a black box theater type of place. Um, and that could also house like art gallery installations. I just want... I want artists to have a place to go where they can all work under one roof and share, collaborate, do whatever they want. I'm wondering, like, maybe I shouldn't be telling this to everybody because what if somebody takes my idea and makes it happen? Nobody take my idea, please. Yeah, I guess I'm not. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, it's not like I'm the first person to think of this idea. So I guess it's, I guess it's like, I guess it really doesn't matter. If you've stuck with me through 28 minutes, I'm honestly, I'm honestly, you must be my friend. And you're just like, oh, I'm used to listening to this person just ramble anyway. So I'll just listen to her here in this podcast form. Um... What if this, okay, this is my idea. What if podcasting just took over completely all aspects of communication? (laughs) Like you could no longer talk face-to-face. You could no longer FaceTime, call, email, Skype. Do people Skype? I don't, I don't know. My mom tries to Skype me sometimes. So like obviously somebody still Skypes. I just lied. That was a lie. I don't know the last time my mom tried to Skype me. She has FaceTime. She's very technologically advanced. Um, yeah. So what if there was just no communication other than podcasting and you were like, you, you were allotted only, I don't know, 
like an hour each week where your podcast would go live and those people you wanted to communicate with, well, really anybody who wanted to listen could listen, but like that was only your only form of communication. So I don't know if you had some life news you needed to share. You like had to do it on your podcast. Like, oh, by the way, I, Jimmy Jr. is uh, heading out to sea on the ships this month. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I am so bad at like trying to come up with scenarios. I don't know who Jimmy Jr. is and why he would be going out on ships. It was the first thing that came to my mind. It's because I'm by the ocean. I don't, I don't swim in it often and I don't always go onto the sand, but I like to drive down to Narragansett and just sit by the ocean and watch it. Uh, like today I did that and I ate my lunch and there was like a really big storm happening or it was just really foggy and windy and the waves were crazy. And there was, uh, there was a man, uh, yeah, there was a man, he decided to surf, which I guess like, that's what they do. You know, the waves get big and they're like, yeah, we should surf now. Um, but he just like escaped into the ocean and it was so foggy. I was like, this guy's definitely being lost at sea today. There's no way he's making it out alive. I'm just kidding. He's definitely alive and well. He probably came home, took a nice shower and ate some pizza. Um, yeah. So I'm going to miss the ocean as well as my friends. Definitely my friends. I've made some really awesome friends here. Um, yeah, some of which I will definitely have on this podcast before I leave the state so that we can ramble and scramble about something. Uh, yeah, what else do you guys want to know from me? I feel like, um, you know, I want this to be like an open forum. Is that what I want to say? I don't know if that applies because I don't want, <laughs> I don't want you to, I, I just want you to give me some ideas of what you want to know about you know here are the bullet points my name is emily i'm 27 i live in rhode island currently will be in pittsburgh by 2019 uh i'm a professional dancer i'm making a living as a professional modern dancer i'm a millennial i think right yeah i'm a millennial um but in the like sense that no, I'm a millennial. That's all I'm saying. I have lots of student loans to pay back. I feel really um, sad about it. <laughs> uh, I, I love cats. I love performance. I love teaching. I am very scatterbrained. Um, most geniuses are, am I right? Um, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to make it in this world. I'm definitely paving a different path than, like, what my ancestors did, aka my parents. My parents are awesome, by the way. They live in Dayton still, and they're the most supportive people ever. I love them so much. Sup. Sup, guys. Yeah, I think I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to keep this one short because I don't want to bore you. But know that, like, 
I feel like the first one has to be a little choppy because, you know, it's my first time. It's your first time. We're first times together. Uh, it's, no, that's not what I meant. It's our first time together sharing this, this format. Uh, yeah. And if there's things where you're like, Emily, you, you do this like weird lip, uh, you do this weird saliva swash thing that is going to be impossible for people to listen to. Go ahead. Tell me. Don't care. I've got thick skin. Somebody on my YouTube once told me that my dancing was awful. And I thought, okay, that's great. I will work to improve. Yeah. So, you know, give me feedback. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to be touching on like art stuff. (laughs) Arts, just the arts in general. Art stuff, millennial stuff, cat stuff, um, music stuff, maybe? I don't know. Whatever I want to talk about. It's called Ramble Scramble. And with that, I'm going to take a nice sip of my rosé. I hope you enjoyed my scramble. How do you like your eggs? Let me know.